0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: College football is coming to Ireland on the 27th of August this year. Nebraska versus Northwestern. And you can be there. Head to collegefootball island.com, collegefootballisland.com to register your interest. Keep an eye on the site. General sale tickets going on sale imminently. We're gonna be there, gang. Are you? Well, head on over to the website and you can get your tickets locked in. Hello and welcome to the NC Show College Days. Of course, it's a college days because the draft is around the corner. So we have got a show to get you set. Six things you need to know about the 2022 NFL Draft. All set, coming your way right now. Hello, mate. Good to see you. Ben, draft week. Uh, the weekend before the draft, where are you in relation to, to proper and proper getting ready for edge rush, getting ready for the season? We know how prolific uh, a degenerate sports gambler he is. And so how he's consistently in s- head deep in spreadsheets and piles and piles of data. Are you the same or are you a little bit, I'll oh, just rock up on the night because <sighs> it's already, it's already there. At, the,
0: at this point, I feel that the, the hard yards should already be done. Mm. By this point, and I, I you know for a lot of the a lot of the teams drafting, they will they will feel the same. They mm. will feel okay, right. We have done the interviews we need to do. We've done the appraisals we need to do. We've done the assessments. Let's just go over our data, make sure we're all on the same page. and it should now be kind of sort of cruising towards Thursday night. Mm. If otherwise it is a bit like the person who you're in college with who all of a sudden they are now cramming for the exams. Yes. And you realize ooh, you were not paying attention in March. Y- and, Interesting. That's, and that's that's kind of where that's where the draft is won. The draft is won in, in March, in effect. So what you're the telling people- me is
1: the opening scene of draft day isn't wholly accurate.
0: Strangely <laughs> enough. Um, what should we is- do with our pick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of the the, the night amazing. before over, over, over
1: a glass of scotch. It's the morning. It was the morning of. It was the morning yeah, of. Like, what yeah, are we going to do with the number one pick? Um, hey, listen, we're going to get into six things that you need to know about the draft. Listeners are out there, we distilled it down because we love a listicle, right? So, six things that will get you set for for the draft, and in particular. Thursday night's first round. But of course, as uh, as Ben suggests, a lot of drafts are won and lost in the deep waters of the later rounds as well. So we're going to mix that up a bit. Before we get down to business, we love Drake London on this show. Of course, Mm -hmm. we've we've discussed Drake London a number of times. Receiver Drake London who is expected to go high, of course. He has got competition on the night's Ben doing my my due diligence and research. Uh, Because we've established that Drake London is the player in this year's draft that is uh, most likely to play the baddie in an early 90s screwball (laughs) comedy, possibly involving animals. (laughs) Right. In a kind of air bud, Airbud six kind of spin-off. Daxton Hill, the Michigan safety, I hadn't clocked it. Daxton Hill. (laughs) I think he's up there with Drake London as a as a movie baddie.
0: Yeah, I love it. I mean, with I how are there not more people called Daxton Mm. for a start? daxton hill and you know what he is someone yeah you're right i mean not not only not only would he be perfect for that he's someone who is really kind of coming up he's got a lot of momentum right now Mm. he's probably going to jump um jump ahead of a few other players uh, other other defensive backs i mean that that michigan team has been very interesting to watch and daxton hill i think you could be onto something when daxton hill becomes like a first round star yes you can be like yeah okay well Let's speak to his agent.
1: Let's get this. Let's get this script in front of him. We got to get the script in front of him. It's got, there's got to be some faceless, horrible corporation that da- <laughs> Daxton, that Daxton is running. Right. Let's get down to business. Uh, number one point number one of the six things the only six things you need to know if you if you get yeah. the seven or eight forget about it yeah, <laughs> yeah you won't be able about. to keep seven or eight things in your mind so it's just the six i'm glad i'm doing this with you this pod because if i was doing it with iron mike <laughs> uh, six yeah, things yeah, you need yeah. to know uh, number 27 <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and we're currently on 6a <laughs> did you see mike carlson's grand national picks no. So Carlson did these grand. Na- it was we asked all of our contributors uh for their grand national pick. And of course, Carlson had two. It, I thought you might have even had three. <laughs> Just uh it Right. Uh okay, number one. The team or teams yeah most likely to trade up in round one. So oh. let's kind of distill this down. We're talking about teams that have. The capital to do it, most likely, that it doesn't necessarily mean they, they, they need to. So, have a look at, say, the Packers and the Texans both have two first rounders. You've got the Jags and the Chiefs that have got significant capital in, in volume. The Jags, though, have out of their uh, 12 picks, six uh, come in the final two rounds. So, it kind of, th- it's got a thin, mm. uh, thinned out volume there. Um, and I guess we've got to look as well at who needs a quarterback, right? Because usually a team that is, moving on up is to reach up to get a quarterback although this year as you've so eloquently described over the last few months ben this is not one of those drafts not one of those classes where there are going to be two or three quarterbacks going in the top 10 most likely so how first of all do you think any teams are going to make a play to move up the board yeah first though i want i want i want to clarify now i feel that the
0: quarterbacks and we will get into this more I feel the quarterbacks are obviously not great in comparison, mm. especially with last year. However, that doesn't mean that, that we won't see them picked in the top 10. It's just they don't deserve to be talent-wise. Mm. And you are absolutely right that the kind of the main driver for teams trading up is to get a quarterback because panic sets in. And we will, we'll talk a little bit more about that panic later. Mm. Now, I think out of the teams that have multiple first-round picks... I think the Saints are the most likely. And I, mm. they have got, I think, 16th and 19th. Yeah. And I could see them trading those as a package to vault their way up into, say, the top 10 in pursuit of a quarterback. Because th- that is a game-changing position. Now, the Chiefs are obviously a candidate as well in terms of um, trading up. But I think for them, they'd probably be looking for a Tyreek Hill replacement. Mm. And the Packers, I think, have got 22 and 28. And they obviously need wide receiver help mm. as well. But to me, to me, the Saints are the ones. And I've got a feeling that the reason that they did the deal with the Eagles is to get
1: themselves in this position right now. So the Eagles, I'm glad you mentioned them because, of course, they did that deal with the Saints, but they have two first rounds of their own in the same kind of proximity, right? To, yes. Uh, the They're 15 and 18, the Eagles. See, I think the Eagles might be sneakily in that conversation as well because we're not certain... They certainly don't feel that like they've got their guy long term, right? So no, I agree,
0: I agree. But I think I think they are in a I think they've been actually in a pretty privileged position in that Jalen Hurts could be the guy. He may be, he may not be, but I don't think we've seen enough to say he isn't the guy. Mm. So if you have someone who could be the guy, do you want to use up draft picks, multiple draft picks, to get a quarterback who people are still not? that sold on. Mm-hmm. I feel what the Eagles need right now is volume. They need to they need to get more talent on that roster to kind of fill it out and see what Jalen Hurts can do whereas the Saints I think have got have got have got a level of talent that the Eagles don't have but what they don't have really is Anyone on that roster who I think is going to be the quarterback of the future, as Jalen Hurts could be. Um, obviously, we know the Chiefs and the Packers, the two other teams I mentioned. We know they are set at quarterback, mm. but they have a, again a specific need, and it's it's when teams have a specific need that they are the most likely to pull the trigger on those trades that we love to see. We love to see it when we're watching it and it kind of flashes up and there's a trade incoming. And all of a sudden, instead of it being say, you know, the Detroit lions on the board, it's say the Packers. Mm. And I mentioned the Detroit Lions simply because that's a, that's a talent. That's a talentless team. Really. They are, they need to fill that roster. yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're shopping their second, their second overall pick yeah, it's... to try and to try and just get, more good first rounders. That would be the sensible thing. However, when it comes to the second overall pick, mm. I don't think there are enough players at the top of that draft who other teams are going to go crazy for mm-hmm. and put together a package. That's not to say it's a, it's a weak draft. It really no, isn't. The different it's kind just, of
1: play. that's not, yeah, exactly. there's not like a superstar that you think, okay, that, that is a logical play to, to trade, uh, to trade up to get. So, just on the quarterbacks for a moment, right? So you've got Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, the the you know number of players that you've talked about that could go in the first round. Often, if if then if there isn't a, um, a Burrow Manning kind of standout generational quarterback, right? It's all about situation, as it is so many times with quarterbacks and so many times we talk about on this show. So, are there some very good fits for teams that could reach up to get a quarterback? And so they're taking a player that. It's probably in terms of overall calibre, it's a bit of a reach, but that's compensated because it's a really good fit for, for their particular offense. Um, very possibly, actually.
0: Um, in the, there was, there, so I would say if there was going to be a nice fit, I would put, and this, this geographically works as well, Kenny Pickett of the University of Pittsburgh. Steelers. I would put him in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Um, I think that although he is not a Ben Roethlisberger type at all in terms of kind of like the physicality that he, that he plays with, he plays a kind of um, a sort of high percentage passing game that I think would fit with what the Steelers want to do. Mm. Now there are other players lower down who have, who have a lot of work to do that at the moment they they can still be molded into something so the likes of sam howell from north carolina a lot of people absolutely love him at the moment i feel that he could fit in a lot of places because he's nowhere near the finished article Mm. sometimes we have these players like like we did last year where and i'm not suggesting that the players came in and they'd already reached their ceiling but you look at you look at some of these players like trevor lawrence you look at justin fields you know exactly what sort of quarterback they're going to be, whether they're successful or not. You know the way that they're going to play. Whereas some of the some of the guys like Carson Strong, again, he's from, he's another one who is going to be he's going to be picked like day two, day three. Mm. Um, he's from he's from Nevada. He's someone I think he can be molded. Mm. But if anyone, I'd say Kenny Pickett to the Steelers.
1: Okay. The other team I think is a, may- a sleeper pick, and maybe not to take a quarterback in the first round because, similarly, if not as extensively as um, uh, who was the team you mentioned a moment ago that just had so many holes they got to fill everywhere. So the the Lions, oh the Lions, yeah, yeah. So I think the Giants obviously have you know a threadbare roster too yep. and a lot of problems uh, to sort out there. So, but at the same time, they have a quarterback situation to to, to sort out. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't surprise me entirely if because they've got decent capital as well, right? If, if yeah. they did some kind of horse trading, dropped down the first round a bit with one or both of their picks, stocked up some picks later on, or compensatory picks or something for next year, and then still took one of these quarterbacks that might drop down to the yeah. l- lower reaches. They, they, they could
0: very much do that. Although I would say, and this isn't, this isn't to discount it because I think that's exactly the sort of thing we could see happen. If I'm a Giants fan, I'm not happy with that because the Giants had a great opportunity to take multiple quarterbacks last year when it was a better draft class for quarterbacks. Mm. And the thing is with the draft, and this is something that isn't always uh, in the heat of the moment on draft nights, isn't always at the front of people's mind. You're not just thinking about this draft. You're thinking about the next couple of drafts and it is a very inexact science. It's hard to predict which players will make an impact even on draft day let alone 12 months from now but it was it has been known for quite a while that the trevor lawrence draft as i will call it mm-hmm. was a quarterback heavy draft that was the year if you needed a quarterback do it now because next year it doesn't look that way it's a little bit like if you want to buy a load of easter eggs do it in april don't do it in september nice and I think the Giants might go Easter egg shopping in September when everyone else was going and picking the best ones in
1: April. And so, they will buy one of the overpriced, just a basic egg without any of the good stuff inside. Just get uh, you know straight <laughs> hollow egg without any good any goodies. Or yeah, as Toys I, to roll. I, I guess. I mean, I think the the, the
0: Giants are basically going to put a hollow egg at yeah. quarterback. Overpriced and, hollow egg. <laughs>
1: yes. This is almost as good as your biscuits, uh, quarterback's biscuits uh, riff last season. All right. So number two, staying on the quarterback tip. Which quarterback is most likely to go first and to
0: which team? So here's something that's particularly interesting from what I've been reading about this, right? The the two players, the two quarterbacks who are expected to go first are Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis, right? Now, with the bookmakers, Malik Willis is the favorite to be picked first. However, if anyone goes in the top 20, it's thought that Kenny Pickett is then the favorite. Now, I think the logic among teams is this. Kenny Pickett is the, is the safer pair of hands there. And that if someone is going to panic and be like, I need a quarterback, I need a quarterback, I need a quarterback. They're perhaps going to go for the someone, someone who they think is the safer bet rather than someone who might not be ready for 12 months. Malik Willis has got the highest upside. Right. However, I would say Pickett would go first. And I think, and I've gone back and forth, I've gone back, on, back and forth on this, who I think will go first. And I'm now thinking Kenny Pickett. And I think the Atlanta Falcons will make that move and like, what take him at eight? He doesn't. He doesn't he, well, they, they could trade down, they could trade down, but I can, see, I can see a quarterback being taken in the top 10. I think this is what happens. Mm. And I think there will, people, people will start to panic. Now, I actually think Malik Willis is a better fit, not in terms of the offense in Atlanta, but in terms of the situation, because just they, he won't need to play straight away. But Atlanta, I feel that they want to have a quarterback of the future whether that's Pickett or Willis, I don't know.
1: They're assuming that as well, I mean, and I'm glad that Mariota's got a re-up and there was, I think, a huge amount, there is still a huge amount of potential with him as a player, but there is a chance that that could crash and burn Donald-esque, right? That yeah. After four or five games, well, actually Donald had a half-decent start with Carolina, but, you know, by seven games into the season, you're like, oh my God, this is not working for us at all. So this idea that that's a safe spot for him to, I, I take your point. They're not the expectation level so low. They know they're not going to be a playoff side next season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they could they'll just roll with it, I guess, unless it's abysmal
0: Yeah, but, but I uh, think
1: I think if any if anyone like let, let's assume
0: there are no trades in the first round. We know there will be. I feel Atlanta is the first team who will come up who would be so so enamored with quarterbacks that they would that they would get someone. I think it's more likely someone will draft. Um, someone will draft before Atlanta or or perhaps do a deal with Atlanta to get up there. Someone like someone like the Saints. Like I would not be at all surprised to see the Saints take Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett and feel like, right, okay, mm-hmm. we're sort of set. The problem, the problem for that quarterback is they don't have Sean Payton. If Sean Payton was there, I think any quarterback would be rubbing their hands together and feeling like, I'm gonna develop here. Mm. I'm gonna, I can be, I can be a star. And Kenny Pickett's is someone who can definitely be a starter. Malik Willis has the higher ceiling. Malik Willis is going to be a lot of fun to watch if he can, if he can get it together. And I've no doubt that I've no doubt that at least one of them is going to, there's going to be a reach. They'll get overdrafted. Mm-hmm. And then what I love to see is the panic. Mm. I love to see the panic set in because everyone, everyone's kind of fine and everyone has a plan. Until a quarterback goes off the board, yeah, and then all hell breaks loose because then people are worried that there's a game of musical chairs, and they're going to be they're going to be left standing. Left.
1: So, do you think if a quarterback goes early, so someone does take a gamble either by trading up to get that spot, or uh, or somebody like the Falcons at eight, or maybe even the Giants? Uh, although I think it's more realistic that they'll wheel and deal those picks and, and and get some value later on. But if a quarterback goes in the top ten. Yep. Does that mean it's more likely that more quarterbacks will go in the first round?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think if, if Malik Willis is picked first, then someone will be desperate for Kenny Pickett. And then I think someone will want Matt Corral and possibly Desmond Ritter. You could see a point where four of them go in the first round simply because one has gone. Once mm. one is gone, I think the next three will come reasonably quickly, probably within the space of 10 or 12 picks.
1: Mm. Okay. Number three, in the six things you need to know about the 2022 mm. draft, if you don't know him, you don't know him, you could be struggling on draft day. What's the position, Ben, with the most depth? Because it's obviously not quarterback. It's,
0: so- no, it's certainly not quarterback. It is edge rusher. I think it's got to be edge rusher. I, I think everybody who's been following the draft and following college football in the past couple of years is very excited about this particular class. So if your team needs help in that position, then this is a phenomenal year to be getting someone. Because I think, I think we could see four of them drafted in the top half of the first round. And of those four, they're possibly all better on paper than the edge rushers from last year. And I'm talking about Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, um, plus George George Kalaftis and Trayvon Walker, who are I think a level a level below Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau, but still massively impactful players who I think will can start at day one and make an impact. Just they're going to be so exciting. This and that's just that's just the four the four bigger the four bigger names there is just going to be so much but because it is quite a top heavy one with edge rushers those four are absolutely outstanding so they're locks for the first round you think i think i think i think there's a very good chance they are locks for the first half of the first round like
1: that's how good
0: That's how good
1: what about um players like david ajabo who who's injured. So is he going to go, is he he still go in the first round? Is he, is he being projected by many draft as a, as a first round pick? He's a first round talent, but obviously that, (sighs) that it's Achilles, isn't it? His injury. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's I, some people feel he will be picked late in the first round. I think it's more likely to be the second round because there are so many, there are so many good kind of linebackers and rushers already there. He suffers, he suffers because of that. I think he is still going to be, at worst, picked like mid-second round. Mm-hmm. He's an absolutely fantastic talent. Everybody, everybody who works with him absolutely loves the guy. He's incredibly coachable, incredibly personable, mm-hmm. an intelligent, kind of voracious learner. Because he, because he wasn't kind of born into the game and he had to learn the game, he just keeps learning and coaches absolutely love him. And he, he is like, it's a bad injury. But it's an injury that people come back from now mm-hmm. and if he ends up landing in the right spot, then he can just he can have his recovery and even if he doesn't get to get on the field this season, he can then work towards the following season like that injury will have cost him a few million dollars because yeah. that's that first contract. but as we know, the money in the NFL is made in the second contract, so if he can have a productive um, productive first contract, then he will make out like a bandit in that second contract and let's let's hope he does you know he's the he's the king of scotland and it was horrible what happened to him to be injured at your pro day and have people just you know you're, you're there being assessed and to have that happen in front of everybody is is awful but is this isn't someone who was kind of like a borderline third or fourth rounder? he was a first mm. round talent and people people have done enough assessments there's enough there's enough video of him for people to know he is going to be, he's going to still be fine. He is a starter in the NFL.
1: I've said it before. To you, he's going to the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> it really feels lock, like it. I know. It I know. I know. In. So who goes first, Hutchinson or Thibodeau? So
0: I think it'll be, I think it'll be Aiden Hutchinson, but there's not. So, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth and a lot of stuff in the media about the Jags kind of saying that they haven't, they haven't decided who they're going to pick as number one. And I do believe, I do believe that, but they like, you don't have to put that misinformation out there. You know, nobody's going to be trading up with the Jags. Nobody's going to try and leapfrog other teams to get Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson as good as they are. It's just not how it's going to work. Mm. Aiden Hutchinson makes the most sense. Kayvon Thibodeau had a, at a, had some disappointing moments this season, but is still incredibly talented. Aiden Hutchinson is the safest bet. But Trent Balky of the Jags has made some strange kind of decisions in the past. I know that Jags fans do not have a lot of faith in him, but Aiden Hutchinson seems to be the guy. But if, if it is Thibodeau, Jags fans don't panic because for someone to look at both those players and decide, cave on Thibodeau is better that is not a weird thought it's just not the most common thought right now but there's like you wouldn't think someone's crazy for thinking it
1: okay so two more in our six we've covered quarterback most likely to go first we've talked about the team or teams most likely or in the hunt to to wheel on up position with the most depth who goes first overall so what about the position with the least depth I hate to
0: say it but it is quarterback. Yeah. It really is. Now the thing is is that there are some there are some positions like like running back where we might not see someone picked in the first 40 picks. Mm-hmm. But there are plenty of good running backs who are just going to be steadily being picked. They just might not be someone who's going to be a future Hall of Famer, but there's going to be productive guys there. I really worry about this draft class. And the thing is, is that not only have I been banging on about this all season, I was banging on about it before then. I was banging on about it when we were covering the last, last year's draft. Cause I said, here's your chance, mm-hmm. get your quarterback because it's, it's hard out there for an offense right now. So you get past Pickett and Willis. And I've said, I could see Desmond Ritter and Matt Corral go in the first round. They don't deserve to be. These are first round talents, but mm-hmm. quarterbacks are always overrated. Beyond that, you've got Sam Howell, Sam Howell, who I like, but he's a project. Carson Strong again. So
1: Sam Howell project. was in the draft last year. Would he have been a third rounder? <sighs> Is that what we're talking? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah kind of him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel so. I feel like if, in fact, all of these players, all of these players, if they were around last season. No one would consider them
1: to be a first round. In the first round. Okay. Yeah,
0: absolutely. No one would, you know, like there was a lot of people thought that, you know, Mac Jones was potentially drafted too high. I mean, he was in a perfect situation in terms of just raw talent. He wasn't up there with the others who were picked ahead of him. And that's fine because they were picked ahead of him. But if you had Mac Jones... In this draft class, you would be like, "Oh, this is this is the Mac Jones draft. This is the, he is clearly the he is mm-hmm. clearly the guy from this one." Like the good news is, if your team needs a quarterback and they don't pick one this time, you're better off next year because Drick, it is
1: weak. Drick and Mac Jones would have gone one overall this year. <sighs> Do you know what? Very very well, actually. Mm-hmm.
0: If someone could put together a package of picks to persuade the Jags to go down, because obviously mm-hmm. the Jags wouldn't have taken him, mm. then yes, I think that is entirely possible. And that, that isn't kind of a hindsight thing. I'm not yeah. saying like because
1: well, of... Because he's decent.
0: But, yeah, but flip the
1: script. Like, I suppose in, uh, in hypothetical land, he, they don't have Trevor Lawrence. So, they, so the, whoever has the number one pick needs a quarterback. Does Matt Jones just Trey Lance... If they're in this year's draft, do they yeah. go number one Yeah, number I
0: think I think both of those. There would, at the very least, there would be strong discussion mm. for Mac Jones or Trey Lance number one overall. Any any of those any of those QBs who were taken last year could be first overall this time, and that's not a knock on the edge rushers. It's just that people go crazy over quarterbacks, and we know why. Like, you know, Mac Jones in terms of raw talent, Mac Jones against Aiden Hutchinson. I would feel Aiden Hutchinson is a better NFL player. Mm-hmm. But would you rather have a quarterback you can win a Super Bowl with? And I think Mac Jones is in that category. I think you can win a Super Bowl with him. Or would you have Aiden Hutchinson? And I mm-hmm. would take a Super Bowl
1: winning potential quarterback, and Mac Jones is that. If Christian Ponder was in that category. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm Draw the line there. All right. So, uh, last but by no means least, biggest shock. Of the draft Ben Isaac?:
0: Well, the biggest shock to me, so this isn't my prediction, but this would be my biggest shock if it happened would be if teams don't panic and wait until the second round to take a quarterback. that would shock me. But I think the the most likely shock is for there to be two players from outside the top level of college football picked in the first round. That hasn't happened since 2008. Before that, it would only happen like once every few years that there would be one player picked in the first round. So when I say the not the top level, the top level of college football is called um, FBS. And there's a 100 odd teams within that. And then below that, you have the FCS. Mm -hmm. So Trey Lance is an FCS quarterback and. I could see there being two players picked. Now, I'm not just I'm not just plucking two out of thin air. There's two in particular I'm thinking of. And if it happens, it would be the first time since 08, when it was Joe Flacco and Dominic Rogers Cromati, both of whom obviously mm-hmm. had pretty productive careers. And the two I would predict, and it, this would this would be this would be a surprise, but Trevor Penning, mm-hmm. who's an offensive tackle from Northern Iowa, I think he is a lock to be picked in the first round. Trevor Penning is a fantastic tackle, but then Christian Watson, who's a wide receiver at North Dakota State, we know it's a great draft for wide receivers. I'm not talking much about wide receivers today, but we all know it's a good draft for wide receivers. Christian Watson could sneak in there, and it's always interesting to see these guys from from the FCS level because when they don't do well, it's like oh, well, it's because they're FCS. But when they do, it's like oh, look at the look at the idiots at the top colleges missing out on. The likes of christian watson you know why why did the university of miami or whoever not get him you know looking at kind of troubled programs so to me that's the surprise i'm it's a nice surprise um the 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 big surprise i'd like to see is just no quarterbacks taken in the first round i dare you nfl i dare
1: you oh wow i wonder i want i just can't sit there will be panic no. I guess panic by no and I love the panic. I love it. Yeah. I, I, it thrills me when I see it. Are we going to see uh, Commissioner Goodell, given the location, um, just rolling into like a Vegas Lounge style comic from the, uh, like to- <laughs> t- a Tony Clifton style <laughs> shtick? Wouldn't that be great? Really that, inappropriate gags. <laughs> that I would love. Also, what I'd like is if
0: they added like an extra wrinkle mm. and they, they bring out a roulette table and they let you, they let you pick red or black. And if you get it, you get two picks. And if you get, if you don't get it, you
1: lose your pick. Oh, I love it! You can cho- so you can choose the GMs out there. Yep. Maybe it's kind of GM and coach tag team it because that'll be often. That's kind of awkward. <laughs> awkward yeah, kind of that's right. it. You want you want yeah. that? You want it to be the kind of conflict between them as well. Oh, you could we could do casino war for extra picks. <sighs> highest I mean, card, highest card. Oh, our old favorite, of course, from from the legendary Vegas trip, the, uh, the horse racing game. I mean, get
0: out, get a giant one of those horse racing bubble things with the <laughs> mechanical horses, but get 32, get 32 <sighs> there. Amazing. And just be like, right, we're we deciding the draft order this way now. <laughs> Sorry, Jags. This is how it's going to work. And the thing is, right, obviously they do the draft lottery in the NBA. That works for them. Mm. They should, the NFL should just say, look, at any given draft, we might bring out the thirty-two horses. So you just don't know. Just you can't. You can't ever play for that that first yeah, overall pick. We you might. might. You might. But we might just be. You know, they they start to kind of bring on, like you'll have it that Goodell's going to say, with the first overall pick, we bring out the horses. Yes. And everyone just know. goes.
1: wild. everyone loses their mind. Final week of the season. You think some teams might be throwing this game. The rest are getting. They're just on the giant jumbotron. Uh, boards in the stadium just flash up the horse racing game just yeah. as a little
0: uh, uh. Yeah, <laughs> <the> reminder like <laughs> the, um, there's, that, there's that episode of the simpsons where um i think fat tony's got money on a college football game it's like a springfield u versus springfield a and m and at certain points it's like on the on the jumbotron it's fat tony holding a knife <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, oh. they just, they just flash up these horses and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like, you know, you've got, you got these, you got these coaches at the bottom feeders like, Oh God. Oh God. Do I, do
1: I play to keep my job or do I play for this first overall pick? Amazing. Are they going to do the gondola picks to the stage on gondolas?
0: Oh God. I mean, the like, thing is some of these, some of these guys are so big. I would not put them in one of these gondolas. This is a hefty draft. This is not a, this is not a seafaring draft. That could be I would worry. Wrong, if I-, I would <laughs> worry. I mean, like, if, or even if like one of them like breaks their ankle getting out. Oh my God, <laughs> can you
1: imagine? The, uh, I love this idea of Jeopardy though. Jeopardy to, to mix up the drafts. But yeah, in particular, your, your original idea of you have the choice team to mm. double to double down. Uh, look at and, which- it's, and it's Blackjack. <laughs> it's just a straight head to Blackjack. Jerry Jones versus the dealer.
0: Oh, exactly. Now, which, which franchises would be most likely to take that?
1: I mean, Jerry Jones would be like, yeah, all in. Jones would definitely do it. Um, I think, well, obviously, obviously, uh, Rivera would. would oh. be, <laughs> he'd just keep on doubling down and blow through yeah. all of their picks. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I think uh, someone like McVeigh, I think, uh, you know, would just very much oh. be working on if it was Blackjack, he wouldn't, if it was roulette, Blackjack, he'd be comfortable. He'd have a system. Because he'd have a system. He'd have a system. He'd be card counting. Uh, he, definitely Belichick wouldn't go near it, of course. No, he, he'd see the stupidity, utter inherent yep. stupidity. The house always wins, yeah. Yeah, this is he'd great. be like,
0: Oh, I blame Coombs and Isaacs for this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> how did they get in good Elzia? Oh, <laughs> listen, if if uh, next Super Bowl, if the Patriots get there, or the next time they get there with Belichick, we've got oh, not long, well, it's not going to be long the next two years, realistically, we've got to ask that question in one of the presses because you know, oh. you know, how when Belichick gets a question, he really intrigues him. I think that might, I think that might be so far beyond the kind of mindless, stupid question that they get asked all weekend to actually, I think that might, that might pique his interest.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can imagine him really studying him, watching hours and hours of top level blackjack on TV, (laughs) figuring out those strategies, whether it's worth taking that, taking that risk.
1: He would have film room
0: central. I mean, if, if he, if he passed on it, it would be because he'd done his research. 100%. That's the thing. He would, he would know, or he would have, he would have already got some incredible blackjack wizard in on the team. Anyway, he would have someone there to be like, look, you're going to give me this information. I know. This- I'm, I'm going
1: to sneak in a question for the mailbag before we get out of Dodge, Ben. Okay. Um, from Claire Cooper. Hey Claire. Uh, there's quite a lot of depth at some of the positions this year, she says she's already been listening to the show, which is uncanny because we haven't released it yet. Uh, <laughs> Who's your draft crush? Oh let's, boy! Let's have a pick that uh, I, I'm guessing where she's going with this is uh, not necessarily uh, an a voguish everybody's talking about kind of pick, but somebody that you think lower reach of the draft we should be keeping an eye on. Your ben, the Ben Isaac's draft crush. Oh, that's
0: I do like this. I do like this a lot. Now, okay, I would have said. I would have said Christian Watson. I've already talked about Christian Watson. You can have him if you want. But I'm going to say, this is someone who, he is one of my absolute favorite players. I think he's going to go in late in the first round. He is Chris Alave of Ohio mm. State. I absolutely you love You talked about this it before, guy. yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love watching this guy play. He is such an exciting talent and he is so good. He is so good. Um, I'm going to also say, because I've I've already kind of criticised the running backs a little bit. I love Kenneth Walker from Michigan State. I think he's going to be a second or third round player who is going to make someone very happy. I think sometimes these crushes, you know, you have a crush and mm. they don't really they don't really work out. It isn't necessarily kind of like marriage material. But I think Chris Alave and Kenneth Walker, I think they're marriage material if you get them at the right
1: times. Oh, like that! You're going to be getting the house of the picket fence, settling down. <laughs> yeah they the go to watch the kids play baseball on a balmy june evening mm. love it love it yeah that's it you just want to settle down with these guys there, there you go claire love that question thank you at the nc show incidentally is how you get in touch with the show facebook uh i think we're still on <laughs> instagram <laughs> uh twitter rolling uh, still no tiktok
0: <sighs>
1: still no tiktok but
0: it's it's depressing, you know, when you see some of the trash that's on TikTok. We
1: could we <laughs> could we could basically rule TikTok if we'd got this soon enough. We could have been ruling tiktok We could have done it, but I blame it entirely on Ollie. Although I did have I had lunch with Carlson a couple of weeks back, and who paid? We were took. We to, I did. It was his birthday lunch. I took him out for a belated <laughs> birthday lunch. So I did. <laughs> I covered him some in Soho, and um, we were talking about all our plans and lots of good stuff coming up, and. Exciting things happening with the show. And TikTok inevitably came up. And I said, Well, I think with TikTok, you know, I kind of feel that as we've got different collaborators, I think like one of the other guys should run with it, a kind of younger demo. I kind of feel that's maybe where we should go with TikTok. And of course, Carlson says, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Actually, that could be a genius move. Carlson runs our TikTok.
0: Oh, can you? Can I, he's, it would either be he'd have five followers in 12 months or he would have half a million in a week. Yes. <laughs> there's been nothing in between no middle ground no he would he would either be like the sensation where well basically our kids are talking about him yeah. or it's an absolute unmitigated disaster you know the, the thing that i'm looking forward to right is this time next year we will be talking about the draft and we'll be we'll be excited and we'll be talking about all these sorts of things but what we'll be able to talk about as well is players from Nebraska and Northwestern who we nice. will have seen in the flesh in Dublin. And it's not often you get to see these guys and then they get drafted. Nice. It's so going to be very cool for anyone, who, for anyone who gets that. I'm going to put it out there now. Brandon Joseph, cornerback from Northwestern. I think he's going to be a first rounder next season. I think Oof. we're going to be excitedly talking about him. And there's going to be some smug people who are like, oh yeah, when I watched him against Nebraska in Dublin, I thought, and you, you can be that guy. You can be that guy. So I'm looking forward to
1: that as well. CollegeFootballIsland.com. Let's talk about that for a perfect, seamless plug from Ben Isaacs there. Uh, Nebraska Northwestern, 27th of August. This year, head on over to the website. uh, General sale tickets going on sale imminently. We're going to be out there. We're going to be at the game. We're going to be in various drinking establishments throughout the course of the weekend. Uh, you got to make sure, yeah, get your tickets because that's going to be uh, one hell of a weekend. My birthday weekend as well. Because, oh, uh, boy. Yeah, it's oh, going to be it's going to be like Vegas was all those years <laughs> ago uh, in Dublin. Looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to the draft. You and I are going to be uh, dropping Friday, fresh from the first round. Uh, our next College Days pod, dropping Friday. I want to say morning, we're going to be recording it in the morning. Depends uh, how hungover Ollie is, obviously, from the night before, Mm. uh, in terms of when that goes out. But it will be dropping into your podcatcher of choice on Friday to get you up to speed and everything that happened in the first round of the draft. So I cannot wait for that. I'll see you Friday, Benny. Look after yourself. I can't wait for the hot takes. Brilliant stuff for Ben. We're back Friday, reviewing the first round of the draft. I wonder, I wonder just how many quarterbacks are going to go off the board. If you've got questions off the back of it in that morning, or if you're staying up all night uh, to watch it, fire them over to us at the NC show on Twitter, on Insta, uh, on Facebook, if we are apparently still on it, but certainly Twitter and Insta, uh, and we'll do our best to get into those as well. We'll put a call out on the, on the social channel to so follow us. And you won't miss a trick there as well at the NC show. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to us, wherever you listen to the show. And that way, whenever we drop a pod, it will go straight into your podcatcher. Yeah? You won't miss a trick. Enjoy the draft, gang. We'll see you Friday. Bye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.